Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to Vicarious Competition. I'm gonna do an episode about breakpoints today uh, while I'm building this weird Tharsis list to see how it does. Um, <clears throat> so I'll be going back and forth while we're talking about that one. But the concept of breakpoints, I guess always existed, but it's kind of uh, entered the uh, vernacular or vocabulary more recently. And that is a concept that describes your ability to destroy an enemy monster and, and what that kind of looks like exactly. Uh, so which sounds a little bit like oversimple and you're like, what do you mean? You're like, of course, yeah, the, the whole point of this game is to destroy monsters. But the, it's, the break point is what turn you're able to destroy that monster within. Um, and, and what that means is it's like, how much damage can you do in a single activation with your two monsters? And what that number is has a big impact on your early game and your positioning and posturing up until that point. So things that affect that one, you know, are number one, building alignment. You know, obviously it's like where your opponent's standing, but also your access to super damage, whether it's, you know, sometimes it makes sense for your monster to take, you know, intentionally hurt itself by walking into fires so that you can flip in a hyper form and get access to super damage or an extra attack or in the case of Numator, um, both <laughs> because of feeding frenzy. Um, so your access to super damage as well as your access to additional damage through things like Toxos or um, Psy Eels, you know, those, those models that have the hazardous rule on them. Um, you know, this is additional damage besides a standard Brawl Blast or Power Attack that you have on that one. Um, a standard maneuver in the early game is typically screen clear with either a SWAT or a RAM Power Attack. Typically does one point of damage to a monster. And then the follow-up attack is usually a throw or a body slam that will do usually three damage. Usually, you know, clear the screen and then throw the enemy monster into a building. It's like a pretty straightforward line of play. So when you look at that one, so that deals a total of four damage. And when you're positioning in that early game and thinking about, you know, like what to do, how to get there, you know, and, and how you're going to start unpacking your opponent's position. That four points of damage is really important because then you have to look at how much are they going to do back to you and how much health are they going to have left that you have to chew through after that four damage. So on a 10 health monster, four damage will bring them to six and then it's single into single. So that's a very easy break point, which is why bringing a 10 health monster is a lot more of a liability because when you have an 11 health monster, suddenly seven health makes a huge difference because if you get them single into single after that four damage opener, they're still gonna have one hit point left and they're gonna get a turn in their hyper form, which is something that you're always trying to police with your opponents and make sure that, you know, like they, they, if you can stop an opponent from getting access to their hyper form by killing their monster before they can do that one, um, you know, that, that's kind of the, the goal and a great position to be in. So, so you want to pay, be thinking about those things, thinking about like, you know, you don't have to completely, you know, like 
Rain Man, you know, see 10 turns into the future and unlock the entire game like before it even starts. But you should think one turn ahead at least. Think about how much damage can I do next turn and how much damage can my opponent do next turn. Um, and, and keep it very simple to start, you know. <clears throat> because that's what you want to think about. If you're going to leave an opponent on seven, uh, on seven hit points, that place where a single into a single will not kill them, you might not, it might not be worth it to do that damage because how exposed is your monster going to be following that one? Uh, all things to think about. Sometimes it's better to let your opponent swing first. You know, maybe you do two points of chip damage with two blast attacks from your monsters. Uh, you know, that way you can stay safe and screened, and then your opponent has to poke their head out and get out of position and do that one. So these are the, th you know, this is like how you have to be thinking about your games. You know, it's just even one step ahead can give you a tremendous advantage so that you don't like look down and be like, oh no, how do I do this one? Like, how do, how do I close this out? So <clears throat> other things that can do that one and, and some of my own personal like flavor or strategy relies heavily on uh, out of activation unit maneuvers so that I can get access to death sentence from my jurors and that extra um, you know hazard damage from the toxos. Uh, typically I only run I tend to go two jurors, one Toxo as my damage package in my lists. Um, I don't like to invest a whole lot more than that, um, just because I don't feel like it's explicitly necessary. Um, and I find my unit uh, loadout to be extremely claustrophobic, like I am always really, really stretching to try and get everything to fit the way I want it to. But those models are important. So then buildings that facilitate that one are going to be your myriad conf, uh, singularity. because so that lets you switch the positions. That's how you get uh, you know, the jurors forward. Uh, you can move Toxos in, or you can move other models around and into better position. The Cliffhopper is hugely important because this has the three space movement with the hop action. So you can myriad singularity. Uh, a cliff hopper forward, then use that hop action to jump into place. Um, and then what I like to do is the reclamation facility has been extremely important to facilitate these ones because that lets you turn a one cost unit or a two cost unit in the case of protectors into that hazardous model. So you can have your cliff hopper jump into place after being myriad singularity forward, and then you can use the reclamation facility to turn that into the toxo. Um, other things that can facilitate extra damage are buildings like your reclamation facility and, and now the ancient altar. Uh, that extra power dice can make a big difference as far as the distance you can throw. So that's the other thing to think about with breakpoints is how far can they possibly throw your monster? Um, the maximum is always 10 because that's limited to the power dice, exception being pterodax. But looking at the distance that you could possibly go, if you're more than 10 spaces away from a building, you're not going to get thrown into that building. Like, this is not going to happen. So same thing when low power situations. You know, you can look at your opponent's power pool, how much they're, you know how much they're powering up for, um, and outside of like a rampage or something really weird, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to adjust that one. You know, like they're not going to be able to get 
more damage. So those types of kind of nuanced trades early on are going to what be what dictate uh, you know how your your late game plays out um, because the counter punches you know Monster Apocalypse is a game that doesn't like to tell its players no. Uh, this is, they want the action to be kind of fast, a little frenetic, like some games it feels like you're playing rocket tag because you're just throwing everybody all over the place, um, you know, and, and it gets kind of really brutal really fast in that regard. So so you need to be thinking about that and, and when to poke your head out and, and when to kind of take that risk, you know, because attacking is a risk and it's a pretty big one. Um, you know, you're typically not going to be able to, to rescreen afterwards and stay completely safe. It's very unusual to be able to do that. So you have to make sure that when you do that initial engagement that your opponent isn't going to be able to kill your monster, um, you know, on the counterattack. Especially, you know, when you have things that have really nasty hyperforms, you know, monsters like... Numitor, the conductor, um, and now Rastaban. Uh, <laughs> you know, they can pump out a lot of damage really, really quickly and then somewhat unexpectedly. So you really have to watch out for that one um, and be thinking about that. <clears throat> so, but that's that's kind of some, some of the more complex or more uh, nuanced things about the game. You know, like newer players typically don't think about damaging their own monsters, you know, in order to get into hyper. And that's actually a pretty big drawback from flight and high mobility monsters because, you know, they can't do that one. High mobility, you can do it through steps by spending action dice, but not uh, flying monsters can't do that unless there's grapple or something involved. So... All things to think about, you know, be care very careful with your engagements, uh, you know, because that's going to set the pace for the entire game. And once you get behind, you're locked into a unit turn, your opponent can think about chaining. Uh, you, we don't see monster uh, chaining too often anymore. That's That tactic has kind of fallen a little bit towards the wayside. Um, but, but the instance when you would want to monster chain and take two monster turns back to back are exactly that, you know, when you have the option to kill an enemy monster. Because even though you're going to be really behind on unit tempo, um, you know, getting into that 2v1 situation is probably going to win you the game more often than not. So I hope that's helpful to some of the newer and intermediate players, um, you know, that haven't been thinking about breakpoints or that's a new concept they haven't heard about before. Um, because it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's just like a lot of other things in Monster Apocalypse is... It's not super complex on the surface, but the more you read into it and, and sink into it, you know, there, there's a lot, there's a lot there. And, and I think that's a, a one area where you can really, really improve your play, you know, and, and get, uh, you know, some, some better games in with that one. So I hope that's helpful, guys. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you next time.